Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? It is Friday. What is today? February the 10th. Two days away from Super Bowl Sunday. NFL Honors was yesterday. And there's it seems like more and more things are just dropping that we just have to keep adding to the show, keep adding to the show. We're ready to break it all down with my man B Murph, who's uh, Mrs. Murph just won Teacher of the Week. So shout out to Mama Murphy over there. Brian, right. what's going on? How are you doing? Yeah, big Friday in the Murphy household. We're just celebrating all around, ready for uh, the weekend, going into the weekend with the Teacher of the Week, and then ready for Super Bowl Sunday. So yeah, not not a bad Friday here in Atlanta. So uh, all things are good. I love it. I love it. What are, you, what are your plans for the Super Bowl? I was on uh, another podcast, the Burgundy Zone podcast with, with Kyle and Mike, and uh, they asked, you know, they were asking me what the my su- go-to Super Bowl food is, what has it be there at Super Bowl food, but what are your Super Bowl plans? Yeah, just hanging out at home. We're going to have some friends over and uh, just watch the game, probably play a little squares game to keep it interesting. Uh, so that'll be fun, but yeah, just hanging out, having a bunch of friends over. I'm really oh like... I enjoy the Super Bowl party. I love hanging out, but I end up, I'm like, hey, game's back on. Guys, all right, <laughs> I, I'm trying to watch. So yeah. uh, I'm not always the most fun, but I but I do enjoy hanging out and uh, the spread for sure. Yeah, everybody likes to. What, I mean, what, what do you put? What's on your plate? You so, got to pick one item. What's on your plate? So my mom makes this hoagie dip. It's basically an Italian sub just chopped up uh, into a dip. Put it, put it on some Italian bread. Oh man, I could eat it for for days. I could eat it as a whole wow. meal. Wow! Just you, like um, put it all in the blender and then mix it up and then es- like, essentially, essentially, not not necessarily a blender, wow. but a lot of chopping. Uh, so yeah, it's delicious. Okay, all right. How about that's you? Sound, sounds tasty. I, I had told uh, Kyle and them. I was like, I love a good queso. Like okay. you can't go wrong. Get a good queso. Add some rotel, little ground beef. You know, throw that stuff all in there, and it's just nice and warm and toasty and. That's always good. I mean, everybody has wings here and there, but a good queso, you can never go wrong. can never go wrong. I put my money on that, that you're going to have that queso. But tell them about our sponsor. That's right. The folks over there at Bet Online. One more football bet to make for the season, the Super Bowl, but Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs, everything from NFL to NBA. Uh, who are you going to take it to be the NBA Finals champ now with all the trade deadline? We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, so you can make bets on that, even esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Features live betting, free contests, live scores. I was looking at all the prop bets for the Super Bowl. There's all kinds of stuff in there. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Just head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use our code BLEAV to receive your awards. Bet online where the game starts. Yes, indeed. And I know I can tell you uh, way back, a long time ago, I made a prop bet for the Super Bowl, uh, picking a coin toss. Mm. I was like, let me put five bucks on this. I picked tails. I went with tails. I think that tails never fails. Right. I think that's the way to go. Uh, so that was my shot um, at Super Bowl fame. Uh, since I'm not at the Super Bowl, might as well see if I can get a little get a little action before the game starts over there. So, uh, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Well. Well. How about the the NBA? How about Kevin Durant, a, a big time Commanders fan, going to Phoenix where the Super Bowl is being played? It all seems to connect. And then obviously Kyrie Irving heading to your neck of the woods to the Mavericks. I mean, I know we're 
all about the commanders and about the the NFL mostly. But man, what a week in in the NBA! Um, they found a way to put some fireworks and explosiveness uh, to, to no get doubt. the headlines just before the Super Bowl. It's like, no, we can't let y'all have this whole lead up in, into the Super Bowl, but we're going to drop some bombs on y'all right here too. Some Woj bombs and some sham uh, bombs came out there. Uh, KD going to, to the Suns, that's kind of crazy. That That's it's like, daggone it, really? Like, right after feeling good about getting Kyrie, and I think that was a great move for the Mavericks. You know, you have to add some talent. Somebody else is going to be able to take some pressure off of Luka. But, man, KD coming out west, like, come on, bro. It, it changes the entire landscape of the NBA. You just kind of thought you had it figured out, and we're going down the stretch run of these last couple of months till, uh, you know, playoff starts around mid-April. And, yeah, just I, I woke up to the news of the Kevin Durant move. I was like, what? I, you know, I had seen that they were not planning on shopping him or trading him. And yeah, wild. Uh, the NBA does, Yeah, the NBA does a great job. I mean, I don't know if they intend to do that, but the trade deadline is always fascinating to see how many deals go down and how teams just completely overhaul in a matter of hours. Yeah, that is the biggest difference um, for me, like from the NBA to the NFL is just like midway through the year, they're like, eh, we'll blow it up. And right. Just get rid of everybody. Yeah. And you're like, what? What? Yeah. Why? You know. But then they also can trade like first round picks that are like seven, eight years down right. the line, and it almost like when you say forget those picks, that is almost like that. Because I mean, like you got picks that are kids who ain't who are like middle schoolers or right now are looking like, ooh, I could get picked up by yeah. by this team in 2029 or whatever it is. So I, uh, totally different for me. I think that they, they that some teams hope that the the league office is going to lose the paperwork of all those those uh, draft picks, right? And they're like, not remember that you traded the twenty twenty nine pick in twenty twenty three. But yeah, I, I was I was astounded at the number of second round picks that were going around in those deals. Just seeing the the you know the pings coming through, uh, yeah. scrolling on my phone. I, it made me question, like, are there multiple second rounds? Like, how many second round picks do some of these teams have? But what, however it gets done, it, it's done. And now uh, it's going to be an exciting couple of months in the NBA, specifically the Western Conference, it feels like. Yeah, it is going to be exciting for sure. But let's get off of the NBA talk and let's talk about what we're here for. Let's talk about some NFL action. Uh, let's start out with what's going on in uh, where was it? Were they in L.A. or were they in Vegas with NFL honors? I forget where they were at. Wow. No, it was actually in Arizona, wasn't it? I think uh, so. I don't know. Now, now, now I think you're they're in Arizona. I'm all confused. But NFL honors, I do like that they've made this like a big uh, formal affair, red carpet, um, get to celebrate these these winners in front of their peers. I think that that's a good move by the NFL. But NFL honors and you got new Hall of Fame finalists have been announced um, let's see. Let's just start out with some of the NFL honors that are out there. Because um, there are a couple of rookies, a couple mm-hmm. of rookies, two first round rookies out of New York for the Jets, winning offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Sauce Gardner on the defensive side and Garrett Wilson, young wide receiver out of Ohio State, gets offensive rookie of the year. Uh, and I, frankly, I mean, congratulations to them both. So let me give that first. But I feel like if Jahan Dotson didn't miss that time, he would have been right up there in that mix yeah. uh, to get some to get some uh, pub and get some uh, votes for that offensive rookie of the year. But man, who would have thought the Jets? Yeah. Two of those rookie of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's interesting when you, when you think about it, the Jets then you know fire their offensive coordinator. So Garrett Wilson did all of that on an offense that 
kind of struggled at times with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Not really sure what they have there, but yeah, he was certainly impressive. Um, yeah. I think before going into the draft, before um, you know Washington moved back, I was hoping Garrett Wilson would fall down to them, or I say fall. He only made it to what 11, ten or eleven, something yeah. like that. But it is impressive when you see one team have. Uh, both rookies of the year. The last time I can think of was not too long ago, Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore for New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, there there might have been another team that has done it, it you know, here and there. But, uh, yeah, impressive for them to both come from uh, the same team. And I think those are two guys that are going to be solid for a long time. I think Sauce Gardner could already be, like, up there as one of the best corners in the league. He really had a great rookie season. So, yeah, yeah can't be too mad about those picks. But I agree with you. Jahan Dotson only had, like, 35 catches, but seven of them were for a touchdown. Uh, so a fifth of his catches were, were touchdowns. So, yeah, not too bad. I wish he could have had a full season, but – Makes me excited about him moving forward for sure. Very efficient with that young man. Um, defensive player of the year went to Nick Bosa. I think he, he was up there leading the league in sacks and just had a dominating year um, going out there and just, just causing havoc and basically leading that 49ers defense. So uh, congrats to Nick Bosa for getting that, that uh, accolade. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was surprising, I think I saw somewhere that uh, Micah Parsons didn't get one first place vote, which I mm. thought was interesting. Just the – I wonder if he kind of hurt himself by playing all over the place. Maybe they couldn't feel like they could peg him down for, you know, leading in sacks or leading in tackles or whatever it was because he plays all mm -hmm. over the place. So I was thought that was interesting. But, yeah, Bosa was a beast. Uh, the commanders got to see that up close and personal uh, in their trip out to Santa Clara. So, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a wrecking crew, uh, a one-man wrecking crew. And uh, that, that was certainly well-deserved. Yeah, he's, he's a hell of a player. Uh, offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson, deservedly so. Mm -hmm. um, gritty and all over the place. He had a hell of a year. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Let's see here. Uh, Walter Payton, Man of the Year, Dak Prescott. Yep. Um, he all, he's always big in the community. Um, so that's, that's good to see him get that award. Uh, Coach of the Year. Who do we talk about this guy? Oh, yeah. There's a few names that were kind of floating around who it could have been. Uh, but Brian Dable. That's out right. There from the Giants getting coach of the year. So congrats to him. Um, what else we got right here? As, as much as I, I, I can't stand the Giants, and I made that very clear, you have to respect what, what Brian Dable did with what that team was last year, how big of a mess it was with Joe Judge. Uh, Brian Dable definitely came in and made Daniel Jones look legit, uh, look like a quarterback that now has, is maybe in the mix for a legit contract. So, yeah, what he did was very impressive and just kind of adding to the fuel and the fire and the beast that is the NFC East. So, yeah, uh, yeah very impressive there. Yes, indeed. Um, MVP, Patrick Mahomes. That's right. I think that's very much deserved. I mean, shoot, the guy, you lose Tyreek Hill, one of the most explosive players in the NFL, and all you do is go out there and have another hell of a season and you lead your team to a Super Bowl. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, well-deserved. Uh, and this is the one I'm very excited about. Comeback player of the year. Yeah. Mr. He, don't return your – he ain't your back. back. He ain't writing back. Geno Smith, man, congratulations to him getting that comeback player of the year. I know Saquon Barkley was definitely in the mix for that. Um, but I'm, I'm happy for Geno. I'm glad that he was able to – to get that award and he had the season that he put together. Yeah, he looked like a he looked really good and he led his team to the playoffs. And yeah, for for you know all the jokes that can be could have been made about him and you know kind of bounce around a little bit. Yeah, it was it was well deserved and it was an awesome season. 
And yeah, he really didn't like, you know, he wasn't messing around. Like he, he, he did not write back and he, he did a lot of good stuff. So that was impressive to see. Um, Saquon would have been a great choice as well. Um, I think in the MVP, uh, you know, you could have gone Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, but I'm with you. And we talked about it. just the fact that, uh, you know, you lose your number one weapon and you almost don't take a, a, a step back. And, and then he's done what he's done with, you know, you know, in the playoffs with with banged up receivers. He's been banged mm-hmm. up himself. It's it's hard not to like what Patrick Mahomes has done. Yeah. Um, but fittingly, those two guys that, that I you know, I think I would have picked either from Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts myself. Those two guys are going at it in the Super Bowl, so it's all you can ask for. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a couple more. There's a few of them that I didn't know that they had, um, like a next-gen stats moment of the year. That was Justin Jefferson's catch against the Bills. Um, FedEx Aaron Ground Players of the Year, Joe Burrow and Josh Jacobs. Uh, the Bud Light Selly of the Year. I guess the Bengals had done a, a roller coaster celebration at some point. Uh, NFL Fan of the Year, Larry Bevins uh, from the Seahawks. Uh, obviously, Nick Bosa got the Deacon Jones Sack Leader Award. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's AP Assistant Coach of the Year, and he got yeah. himself an obviously head coaching well spot. Uh, Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, Calais Campbell. Uh, angry Run of the Year, Damian Pierce, uh, running uh, against the Jaguars. You can see that clip. Kyle Brandt had put like a wrestling promo on that clip <laughs> on this show, which was awesome. Um, there's a couple more. Let's see. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Jim Brown Award. That's the rushing leader. Head and shoulders, never not working. Protection player of the year, that was George Kittle. And here's one, the Salute to Service Award presented by the USAA, Ron Rivera, commander's nice. head coach. So the commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, definitely got himself uh, a, an NFL honor, got himself an award this year. So uh, shout out to those winners there. Um, but let's talk about the guys who are going to get some new clothes. They're going to get themselves a gold jacket. Um the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Most of these names we all know. Mm-hmm. Watch them play, um, probably use them on Madden, maybe you traded for them. Uh, hell, one of them had his own island. Uh, these names here, I'll start with the guys that, frankly, I don't know or didn't get to see. Uh, Ken Riley, Joe Klecko, Chuck Howley, those guys. Don Coriel, um, they call him Air Coriel. That's right. Um, he used to be the OC. I think once they down in uh, in San Diego with the Chargers. But the names that we all know, uh, you got Rondé Barber, you know, great cornerback, played for Tampa Bay for a long time. Zach Thomas, uh, Texas Tech product, linebacker for Miami. Spent a little time with Dallas as well. Another Thomas, Joe Thomas, uh, prolific left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. Demarcus Ware who was just an awesome pass rusher for the Cowboys and obviously went into uh, to Denver, got himself a Super Bowl over there, and then the man with his own island, Darrell Revis. Uh, so it's fitting that you got Sauce Gardner getting offense, uh, defensive rookie of the year, right. and now Darrell Revis is getting enshrined in Canton. Um, are those any surprises for you or anybody that you think maybe got left off? Uh, what do you think? Uh, the thing I'm most surprised about is that these guys are already eligible for the Hall of Fame. It, it makes me – I'm like uh, – like you said, I remember playing with these guys on Madden. These are guys I grew up watching. I feel like Darrell Revis was still playing like yesterday. So, like, that's just so crazy. Joe Thomas as well. It just It, it is very cool to see some modern guys that, um, that, that you probably played with and against yeah. and, and, you know, that, you know, we have seen recently or, or were – put together careers that were good enough to go to the hall of fame. Like not just like 
oh, they had a great career. Let's send them off, you know, into retirement, see them on me in the media, that kind of thing. But Hall of Fame, like they're, they're, we're going to see their faces forever in the Hall of Fame. Like that is very impressive. And it's really cool um, that they played so recently. And, and that's like, uh, you know, the highest honor you can have. And it makes you wonder, you know, as we're watching these guys like Sauce Gardner, some of these, you know, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, these guys that are playing now, are we going to see them as soon as they're done playing oh, yeah. right into the Hall of Fame? It's just really cool to think about. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you, you mentioned having played against some of these guys. I definitely shared locker room with a few of them. And I know I had like a rep or two against Darrell Revis and, um, you know, Joe Thomas when I was in Cleveland for just that quick training camp and, you know, was able to share locker room with DeMarcus Square as well. So it's it's really cool to see those guys. Man, I know that guy. Yeah. Lined up, lined up with them or ran off-season workouts with them, just those type of things. Um, you, you can, you know, why they they got there, and mm -hmm. and I can say from being in the background, seeing some of those guys like off the field or I say away from the game, like how they work and how they handle themselves. There's a reason why they're great. Uh, so congratulations to them. Congratulations to all of the folks that are um, that got the players of the year and they got those different NFL honors and the the new Hall of Fame class, man. So that's yeah. pretty exciting. Uh, next year's Hall of Fame game. I'm, I mean, I bet Joe Thomas. Okay, here's a question for you. Who do you think is going to have the best speech? Oh, I immediately jumped to Darrell Revis because I just want to hear him, you know, mention Revis Island. I, I feel like he could make a whole speech uh, based around Revis Island. Um, but I'm going to go with Demarcus Ware. I've always really liked that guy. I feel like he's just been a a good guy. I know that he's overcome some, some stuff in his personal life. And so, um, you know, with, 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 um, with his wife and his and children and that kind of thing. So, uh, I I'm really excited to hear DeMarcus where I've just always, even though he's been a cowboy, he's known as a cowboy being mm -hmm. a Redskins commanders fan, you know, uh, hating on the Cowboys, but I always respected DeMarcus Ware, and, and I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, he's definitely a good guy, DeMarcus. I mean, he's kind of mild-mannered, soft-spoken, you know, so uh, I'm sure he's going to have – he's probably going to cry. I think he's going to cry. Um, but I think Joe Thomas is going to probably have the most uh, entertaining speech. Yeah, I just okay. got a got feeling that he's going to be the most entertaining. Cause I'll tell you a quick story on him. In the training camp that I was there for, it was 2014, I remember going past his locker. He was in his locker on his computer. I'm like, what are you doing, Joey? Sucker was buying like a combine for his farm back in Wisconsin. <laughs> this is like big ass $300,000 combine. Uh, I'm like, we got practice in a couple minutes and he's over here buying some farm equipment. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting to say the least, but yeah. um, I think he's going to be a, a, a very exciting. Um, I think Rhonda, he could, he could pull the old switcheroo with Tiki and you may not know uh, who it is, but now. Uh, he's definitely going to, they're all going to have uh, good experiences with it all. So there's that. Uh, let's do this. Let's take it back to Ashburn. Okay. okay. Let's, let's take it back to Ashburn looking at the, the roster. Cause over this week at Radio Row, uh, Ron Rivera has been, been getting some media time and kind of, kind of, you know, spilling the beans a little bit, telling, you know, what their plans are at, at a few different positions, uh, most notably um, quarterback position. You know, they were talking about what's going on with QB, and he said Sam Howell's going to be QB1 walking into OTAs and training camp and the like. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a good idea? Um, what, what are your overall feelings about that? Well, I think, you know, he's the only guy guaranteed to be back, right? Like, I don't think they're going to pick up Carson Wentz. But, you know, Taylor Heineke is a free agent. 
I saw a cool clip of Taylor Heineke kind of hyping up Sam Howell as well on uh, Pat McAfee, I think. So, um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not surprised that that he would be the, the quarterback or at least the quarterback right now, quarterback one, if you have mm-hmm. to say right now. I am surprised that Ron Rivera came out and said it, uh, you know, and maybe, you know, I, I didn't see the whole clip. Maybe he was point blank asked if Sam Howell is your quarterback, but it is interesting that he is he's going out there and saying that, yeah, Sam Howell is my guy or is the guy right now as we head into, you know, the first workouts, the draft, that kind of thing. It just, it's interesting because the guy's only thrown what 19 passes in his career, you know, played one game dressed for, I don't know, a handful of games, you know, throughout the season. So it's interesting, but they, they must like him enough to, to, to think that he has got something because you don't do that. You don't just, you don't just say you have a guy. You don't just name a quarterback on your roster quarterback one if you yeah. don't think that he has that in him. So they yeah. obviously believe in him. It sounds like Taylor Heineke believes in him. If you find that clip, go out and find that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm more surprised that it was said out loud, not by the actual that that is what's going on, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I want to say I listened to the clip um, it was they said a couple you know notifications come through and they were asking was he was the quarterback on the roster and they said he thinks so um and and obviously they pointed to sam Howell and they're also he was also saying they're not going to go make big monetary investments in a veteran so um to me i think it's a good plan i think it makes a lot of sense yes you know reasonably you only have one quarterback on the roster mm-hmm. but i think for for the rookie psyche not even, and, and is he a rookie? Technically, no, but he's, like you said, only one game, 11 completions. Um, for his psyche, being able to, to feel like I'm that dude coming in, uh, I think that's smart. I think that's a good play by, by Ron Rivera. You don't want to come in here thinking, oh, well, we're going to get a guy and we're going to make him compete. And I think quarterback competition would have been right for Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke last season. I thought that was the way to go. Because mm-hmm. you think last year they were like, nope, Carson's our guy, Carson's our guy. And they were trying to get behind him and, and you know, lift him up. And and now they're doing it with Sam Howell. But I think it's smart just because the guy is so young. And, you know, you, you can really focus on helping him improve and become a much better quarterback rather than trying to evaluate two guys and pit them up against each other and see who's going to make more plays. And, you know, sure. now, now, now you can build around it and help help him have a much better – uh, performance. You can you can put some focus on improving the defense. You can coach, you know, Sam and reading the offense and whatever offensive coordinator that shows up. Um, you can really focus on pouring into these guys. And I think it's smart. Um, and I think it's good that he did say it out loud. I think that it's good that it's known that he's yeah. going to put us put that put the put the lid on that flame and say, hey, don't even bring that quarterback talk over here. We're going to go with Sam Howell. And sure, they're going to add a veteran. I think it needs to be Taylor Heineke. I do too. Uh, it could be a great mentor, but I think it's smart to say that. I think it's really smart to put that out there. Well, and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, obviously, in a second. But you, those are two teams with quarterbacks that weren't exactly ready right away, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Sam Howell got to play at the end. Uh, you, you would obviously say that he probably wasn't ready. Otherwise, he, he would have played earlier on. But, you know, you have Jalen Hurts, you have Patrick Mahomes, two guys that uh, a couple different situations, obviously, but they didn't they, they weren't just given up on. You know, they didn't they didn't bring in another guy to replace them. They kind of worked with them. They developed them and it paid off. I'm not saying Sam Howell is there. I would love that he he would be there. He would take this team to a Super Bowl. 
but you yeah. gotta you gotta try that you know you really have tried everything else you might as well try to develop a guy for a change instead of just uh you know changing your plans left and right year in year out so uh, i'm with you i i was a little surprised by it but I, I i like what you're saying though and if if you believe in the guy and and that's the case then let's start getting behind him let's start you know revving it up a little bit so he has all summer you know as the guy with when whenever you bring in this new offensive coordinator that that sam howell's not looking over his shoulder at all that time you know there's already going to be a lot of change going probably into a new system. So you don't need to add any more question marks there. So I like, I like what you're thinking there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now flipping the side, flipping to the other side uh, of the team on that defensive side, Chase Young, his fifth year option. Um, Ron is saying they might not pick it up. Good idea or bad idea. So yeah. when, if you read that, you read that as a headline, you're like Chase Young, obviously you want to pick that up as a fifth year, right? I mean, that that's how I feel. I mean, I think he's a stud when he's healthy. I think that that, that you absolutely want him there. But then when you see the money that is attached to that, which I believe it's it is. 17.4 million guaranteed. Right. That is, that's when I, I understand the pause. I mean, this is a guy who had an incredible rookie season had a had a lackluster half a season or whatever it was in his second year before getting injured, slowly worked his way back to play the last, what, couple of games uh, this past year. Are you really investing 17 and a half millions in that million dollars in that guy? That's where I understand the pause. Uh, you know, I, I like like I said, again, on the surface, of course, I want Chase Young back. I think you you, you need to pick it up. But when you see that money that's attached, plus knowing uh, what, you know, Deron Payne might cost, who, which who knows how that's going to work out. I don't know. That's where I understand the question. And that's why I understand that it's not as much of a slam dunk as as it seems to be at first look. Yeah, it's um, I think that they have to make the decision by May or something, something like so. that Rel relatively soon. Um, but I kind of liken it to the fact of if you one, you, you have to think he's going to be a competitor, and Ron sees this as a challenge. It's something that's going to say, hey, you know what, Chase, you want it? Go out there and earn it. I mean, it's worked for Deron Payne. He had a hell of a year uh, making it to the Pro Bowl. Uh, I mean, shoot, he's going to get a big check one way or the other, um, be it with Washington or not. He's going to get paid. So it's worked out well for Deron, and, and that's a, a, a good problem to be in. I mean, Hey, if Chase Young goes out here and has a hellified year four and he ends up asking for 20 million a year, then I think they'd be more than happy to give him the yeah. 20 million a year um, if he's playing at that level. But all the things that you mentioned, being injured, missing a lot of time, coming off of an injury, and you still need to see a full season from him, I don't think this is a problem. Um, and it doesn't, and like, like you've seen with Deron, you see how they handled that. They're not um, trying to just, you know, push you off to the side and just let you go on by your way, they're going to just put it back on you and say, hey, you got to show up, especially coming off of that injury. So is, I don't have a problem not picking it up. I understand, I understand what, what he means by that, like the same thing with Deron Payne. And while that's good, that was great for the 2022 Washington Commanders, is that good moving forward? Because I maybe this is a topic for another time. I'm not sure that Deron Payne is coming back. So – did, was that motivation a yes yes that was motivation to play well this season but is he kind of like well you didn't believe in me to to give me that fifth year option i'm gonna go sign somewhere else long term is that a thought process is there anything there um, well i mean shoot you gotta think about it like this he's 
all 32 teams are looking at Chase Young, and they're, they're seeing, okay, they don't pick this guy up. He's going to be an eventual free agent, right? So any other team that would want to sign him would want him to have a hell of a year. You sure. know what I mean? Like, he's going to have to perform regardless. And for his sake, now it's like, okay, I really better put something on, on, on tape. I really need to make sure I perform and play back at the level that I did and everybody expects me to. I mean, you're going to get paid regardless. Yes, you know, yeah. maybe he wants to stay at home. He wants to stay with Washington, and that's great, and I hope he does. But now it's just back on you. And, I mean, if you look at it like this, if you know you have a big payday coming up next week, regardless of what you do today, you're probably going to be like, eh, maybe I don't make all my calls. Maybe yeah. I only make five or so. But if they say what you do this week is going to determine how big your check is next week, and you could even earn more based on what you do today, chances are if you're a competitor and you're trying to really maximize your earnings, you're going to put it all in and put it all on the line now. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have, if you, I mean, look, if I say Brian Murphy, I got you got seventeen and a half million dollars guaranteed coming up next year, and you haven't even played the year that that's your contract year. Like I'm not saying that Chase is gonna slack and sure. and yeah, you know what I mean. But you could easily see how it would be more somebody would be more akin to saying, "Well, let me take my time coming back," or "I don't want to get hurt because I want to get to that seventeen million that's down the line." Like. No, come out here, play ball, put your best foot forward, make a strong effort, and then you'll earn more. Because chances are, if he balls, like I said, he could earn more. He could get more right. than $17.5 And he's going to get a bigger deal. It's going to have a big chunk that's guaranteed. So, hey, yeah. it's just right back It's just right back on you. It's just a challenge that you're going to have to step up to. So it, that's what I'm looking at. I think you're right, though. I think Chase Young is going to come out motivated. I think he's going to be fully healthy, whatever it is, a year and a half or so. Um you know, out away from that injury. And I think he's going to have a huge season. I guess selfishly, I just want it to always be with the commanders and be in DC because oh, yeah. you know, I think he's a special player and I think that the injury derailed him a little bit, but I, I'm with you. Yeah. I think that he's uh, going to be motivated for sure. So it will be interesting to see what they do with that. It just, it is a, it is a, a talking point. Like you said, Ron was kind of just kind of spilling the tea all over in those interviews. I was kind of interested how, uh, transparent he was. So uh, yeah. I kind of like that. I hope there's more of that with Ron Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see. And I think that there's a, there's a time and a place to have some of that, you know, messaging. And like I say, with the Sam Howell thing, I think it's good to let everybody know, shout it from the mountaintops. He's going to be our quarterback going into these OTAs, right. And going into training camp, he's going to be our guy. And then if you have to pivot elsewhere, then okay, we'll pivot, but that's the guy. And then similar vibe with Chase. Like, I'm sure he's had those conversations and you're going to have those conversations face to face with him. I feel like Ron's a, a stand up guy like that. So that makes the most sense to me. Uh, let's see. What's next on the list? What's next on the agenda? I think we got to go to the big one. The game of all games. That's right. The Super Bowl. I hope I got the right. Uh, was that the right Roman numeral on that? LV2? LVII? I think, I think you're right. All right, I hope so. I didn't uh, didn't major in Roman numerology, but um, I yeah, believe that's the correct one. Super Bowl Fifty Two. This is a game between two teams who have a lot of identical statistics. I think they both have scored the same amount of points. They've got the same record. Uh, they both have six Pro Bowlers. The both of their Kelseys are all Pro players. Yeah. Um, everything is both. Their quarterbacks are both black. They both from Texas. 
I don't know. People have asked me all week, Anthony, what's your thoughts? Who do you think is going to win? And I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. But I'm going to ask you first, what's your Super Bowl prediction? What do you, what do you got out of this game? What are you thinking about it? Man, I, um, I really – I expect this game to be close because I think they are very similar. Um, I think that they can both – um, in different ways, control the game. I, I think the Chiefs can can have some really good rhythm and then mix it up where the Eagles can just pound pound the ball and then hit you over the top for a big play. All that to be said, I think both teams are going to hold on to the ball a lot. Um, I just have this, uh, as, a, as a division rival, I just have this sinking feeling that the, that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to pull this one out. Um, I think, you know, for all most of the season, they were looked at as a Super Bowl favorite. They hit a rough patch, which, I mean, wasn't even that rough of a patch, to be honest. It was just kind of Jalen Hurts almost taking a couple of games just to get a breather, you know, towards the end of the season. And then they've just turned it back on for the playoffs. They just seem to have everything going for them. Um, It's hard for me to pick against the Eagles right now. I think that some of those those late or those mid-season veteran acquisitions, like in Dominican Sioux, um, those kind of moves are, are now paying dividends at the perfect time. And uh, it's hard for me to pick against the Eagles. And that's so frustrating to say as a, as a team that's in the same division. Um, and, and maybe this is going to sound like a, a loser talk, but the commanders, hey, if, they, if the Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl, the commanders will be the uh, only team to beat Jalen Hurts this season. So I wouldn't mind yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to pick against the Eagles for me right now. I, you know, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs, too. Don't get me wrong, but I oh, think yeah. the Eagles right now are just kind of putting it all together at the right time. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those wonders. It's almost a coin flip. I mean, you could make the spread a half a point if they wanted to, because it, yeah. it is so, so, so tight between these two, and they and they get it done in different ways, right? I mean, Philly, I think, is a more complete team from offense to defense, and you go across the board. Yeah, I think they're probably more complete squad, um, but then. You got that guy Patrick Mahomes. You got you got the the best quarterback in the game right now, who is magical with it. Um, he's got his guy Travis Kelsey. Won't have McCole Hardman, uh, but he should at least get a couple more of his receivers back and at yeah. least have some sort of a stable uh, to go over there and attack that defense. And I mean, if you ask Brandon Ayuk, San Francisco wide receiver, uh, you know there are some there's some holes and some areas to take advantage of on that Philadelphia defense and. You know, I, I would, feel like – go ahead. Ayuk said he would take everything he owns, turn it to cash, and put it on the Chiefs or something like that. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if yeah. that was sour grapes or if he really feels that way, but, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be a little bit of sour grapes, you know, because, I mean, you got to think. San Francisco's like, man, if we didn't lose our quarterback, mm-hmm. this is a whole sure. different story, and that's and that is very fair. Um, but now you're looking at you got Patrick Mahomes going in uh, in there to play against play against these Eagles, and I just say I, I I feel I think I said yesterday that I would I would pick the Chiefs. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. I think they're gonna. It's, I think it's just Mahomes is gonna find a way to get it done. You know, yeah. I mean he can he can throw it a country mile, doesn't have to. He's got the ability to move around, but I mean also he's going up against some some great pass rushers and a really good defensive line that's aggressive. Um, you know, they don't really have a great running game, which is which is going to be pretty frustrating. And, and I'm sure they're going to have to force the ball out uh, of the hands of Patrick Mahomes very quickly. Uh, so it's almost a coin flip, but I just I'm going with the 
with the old guy, if you will, 27-year-old. Yeah, 27-year-old yeah, guy. 27-year-old yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, well, it, 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 like I said, it's hard to pick against either one of these teams. I would have felt better if they were playing another team. If each if each team was playing a different team, I would have picked, you know, it would have yeah. been easy to pick the Eagles or easy to pick the Chiefs. Yeah. It just so happens they're yeah. facing you, off. But You would you would have easily picked the, the, uh, the, the Eagles over if it was the Bengals. I think so. I think so. I think that the Eagles would have would have hit him in the mouth. I I I really do. I thought that the Bengals would have had a better shot against the the 49ers to be honest, but um yeah, I really I you know, these these two teams in the playoffs, I think the Chiefs and the Eagles have been the the best two teams for sure. Yeah, I mean they they have um I I shoot. It's it's so it's so close. It's so close. Yeah, but, I, I, look, I, I think it's going to come down to the the last possession for sure. Yeah, like one I, I my, think it's going to be an all timer. One of my friend, one of my friend just just had lunch with him earlier today. He he thinks that Philly's going to get all over these guys. Oh, and I mean, if I mean if their running game is is rolling like like it can, and they can control the clock, and they keep Patrick Mahomes on the side, and you know, Nick Sirianni is aggressive and they can convert those four downs and they get in that like power bunch, power kneel quarterback sneak position. You know, like yeah, if yeah. they if they string together like 14, 15, 17 play drives over and over, like if you can't stop that, you can see it getting out of hand because they just going to control the ball and just be methodical with it. But once again, it's Patrick Mahomes, I you know, know? And, and he's going to I think he's going to find a way. Uh, to get it, to get it done. Well, I was just looking at you. You mentioned Travis Kelsey, uh, Jalen Hurts. Obviously, I was looking at our friends at Embed Online. Uh, Travis Kelsey plus six hundred, the best odds to be the first touchdown score. I kind of like those odds there. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts plus seven hundred. Miles Sanders plus seven fifty. Uh, if you had to, if you had to guess right now, you're just you're you're picture yourself on the couch. You're you're you've already put away. 15, 20 wings, some queso. Mm. Mm. Who do Might you sleep? Who, yeah, yeah. If and then you wake up just in time to see the first touchdown. Who is it? Mm. I'd almost go with like an off person, like a like a Juju Smith Schuster or something I like, like that. You know, it's just e plus seventeen hundred. Okay, 700. I like those ads. I like those odds. You really just, you know, make the most out of your money, but. Um, it's gonna be tough. It's really gonna be tough. As long as as long as Kansas City has a majority of their weapons on the field, um, that gives them the best chance. If they find themselves yeah. like it was against the Bengals, I don't think there's gonna be enough. Um, and good, interesting name that they're getting back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They activated him. I don't know. I don't think he's done a whole lot this season, but we've seen what he can do in the past, and so that's yeah. like a a third three-headed monster running back. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon have been pretty solid. You mentioned they don't have a great running game, but those running backs have been solid out of the backfield, and you add a third one in, maybe add a different wrinkle. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe that's something to look at there. It, yeah. But you're right. I, I think for as much as we talk about Patrick Mahomes and how he's overcome losing Tyreek Hill, I think this is a game where he needs all hands on deck, and he can't he can't lose a guy in the middle of the game against this talented Eagles. That's for sure. That is the truth. But I tell you what, folks, we've had a, we've had a, spent a lot of time over here talking about everything NFL related. We're gonna send you guys off right now. Make sure y'all go to Bet Online. 
www.ag.ag. Uh, Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, uh, and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Make your picks. You can go there and just bet. I, I picked tail. I, I say tail. There that was go. my choice. Uh, tails never fails, baby. Um, but if you want to hedge your bets, you can put the same amount and put heads. And I hope that thing don't land on its side for you. But, um, yeah, <laughs> go over there to bet online. Do your thing. Uh, put a little something on there if you would like to. Obviously, do it responsibly. And you can also check us out where? Everywhere. Everywhere. That's Sirius right. XM, TuneIn Radio. What else we got? Uh, all your favorite podcast platforms. This will be posted onto YouTube, the Believe Network YouTube. So we appreciate you checking us out all uh, NFL season long. But like we've said so many times, NFL never sleeps. So just because the last game of the season hurts to say, but just because just it's the last game of the season, we'll still be back uh, throughout the offseason as the commanders make moves and the NFL makes moves. So we appreciate you checking us out all season long. And uh, we'll still be back at it. You can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Believe Commanders. Yes, indeed. Be Murph. Good luck, sir. Hope you enjoy that hoagie dip. Thank I'm you. I'm going to see if I can find me some queso. I'll uh, be a little, little bit heavier come Monday. But yeah. it's going to be all good. It's going to be well worth it. Happy Super Bowl, folks. Have a good and safe weekend. And we'll see you on the next one. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.